Welcome. This is Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. We want to thank you for taking time to listen to our Sun, Salt, and Light broadcast. We want you to know and grow in the Son, S-O-N, Jesus Christ, and be the salt and the light. We'd like to thank you so much for taking time to listen to this broadcast. We simply teach the Bible verse by verse and chapter by chapter, and we believe that God changes a life one verse at a time. I'd like to personally invite you out to come and see the church. Uh, it is a very casual atmosphere, and uh, but we do take the Word of God very seriously. We meet in a non-traditional church building. We actually meet at the BFW 3966 in Divine, Texas. It's located at 211 West College Avenue, big white building right next to the post office. Our service times are on Sunday when we go through the New Testament uh, at 10 a.m. and then on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. we go through the Old Testament. Uh, We have children's ministry available for both services and if you need to get more information on the church you can go to calvarydivine.org. Today we're in the book of Mark chapter 14 verses 27 through 31. Here's the first half of this two-part study. Uh, So I entitled this simply as we go into Mark 14 27 31. The title is the sheep will be scattered the sheep will be scattered we'll look at it in three parts in verses 28 and 20 uh, 27 and 28 a promise of failure and return in verses 29 a prideful response in verses 30 and 31 a prophecy of denial the prophecy of denial if you're ever wondering you know uh, where the bulletin is or if you come in, you forget to grab a sheet for worship, you can always get it on your phone at calvarydivine.org. It's always on there. Because I know we have a lot of things in the bulletin. Trying to remember all of them is, is tough. So, um, But last week, we ended up with our scripture. We were at the Last Supper. And, and remember, we talked about Thursday night. As, as we entered into Thursday night, that became a new day on the Jewish calendar. And that's going to be important as we get to the crucifixion. They had the Passover meal in the city uh, where all the Jewish male had to attend. And then we had the notice that Jesus would be betrayed by, uh, that, that one would betray him and, and Jesus telling Judas to go do what you need to go do. And, and Judas leaves and, and this is what's happening now as Judas leaves to go alert the authorities and and, and to, to prepare to arrest Jesus. And, and the fun thing about this piece of Scripture is it's in the Synoptic Gospels as you look over the Passover. Uh, it's in John, uh, or it's in Mark, Matthew, and Luke, and then it's also included in John. Uh, but John covers the most of it. It covers actually five chapters of it. So if you ever want to dive deep into the Last Supper, John is the book that you want to get into because it has five chapters. It has the washing of the feet. You know, remember, Mark is writing this to a Roman audience, so he's moving quickly. It's they're they're a, a nation of action, and so he's he's writing quickly and moving through this. And so sometimes that's what it seems like as we go through so many things in one chapter. But Jesus also established communion at the Passover. And he also said the next time that we will all take communion will be at the Millennial Kingdom with him. And then we finished in verse 26 as Jesus sung songs from Psalms 113 through 118. 
And I want to encourage you, one of the things that I shared with y'all last week was Psalm 118. But I would encourage you, if you're ever going through any kind of trials or tribulation, think about this. Jesus sung Psalms 113 through 118. And I, Teresa shared this with me this week because, you know, we have grandkids. We have a brand new grandbaby. And so we've been trying to help out with that. So we've been stretched pretty thin. As you could see when I was sitting there trying to keep that grandson of mine settled for worship <laughs> just for that little bit of time. But uh, she shared with me in Psalm 113. She was like, you need to read Psalm 113. And I was like, okay. In Psalm 113, verses 2 and 3, it says, Blessed be the name of the Lord for this time forth and forevermore. From the rising sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Can you imagine Jesus singing that? And I love that. So now what we have is we have them leaving from verse 26 into verse 27 as they're going into the Mount of Olives, getting ready to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. And then we're going to deal with the prophecy of denial from Peter. Now, all of this sets up in John 13:33. You get a better picture of what the discussion was as they're walking uh, down the Mount of Olives. And it says, And the little children let yet a, a little while I am with you, you will seek me. And just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. And so in John 13, Simon decides he needs to speak, and he does that quite a bit, and we'll learn that today. And Simon Peter said to him in, in John 13, 36, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus answered him, where I am going, you cannot follow me. Now, but you will follow, follow afterward. And Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? And I will lay down my life for you. And this is where we're at. This is where the story begins in verse 27. Now you can mark your, your Bible in Luke 22. We'll be there a little bit today too as well. But today we're going to be talking about pride. Pride. And, and we all struggle with it in some form or fashion, and we will all struggle with it in our lifetime in some form or fashion. But we're also going to be talking about failure, falling. Guess what? Including me, my feet are made of clay. We will all fall at some point. But we have the redeemed restoration of Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk about the work that was done on the cross. And, and I think we forget that as Christians that, you know, that, that our pursuit is holiness, our pursuit is righteousness. But God already put something in place so when you do fall and you go back into the miry mud, you repent, you reach out your hand, and He'll put you back on the rock. And we forget that. And we beat people up and, oh man, I can't believe you did it again. You know, and it's like, have you repented? Have you got right with God? That's, that should be our response. But we're going to see these two things are hard for everybody to deal with. And our first point, a promise of failure in return in verse 27. It says, and Jesus said to them, you will all fall away. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Now, that's actually a prophecy. 
from Zechariah 13.7. It, it actually, this has got to happen. And, and it says in Zechariah 13.7, Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, against the man who stands next to me, declares the Lord of hosts. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered, and I will turn my hand against the little ones. Now we all know that Jesus said that He was the Good Shepherd in John 10:11. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down His life for the sheep. The disciples are unaware of the events that are going to transpire. They've already had someone betray Jesus. Remember, they had searched their own heart and they said, God, is it I? Jesus, is it I? Is it me? And it was Judas. And they don't know that, that Judas is fixing to betray Jesus further to have him arrested. That Jesus would actually stand trial in, for, uh, in front of the Sanhedrin this night. That he would be falsely accused and mocked. That he would be abused and mocked as the sovereign king. He would be taken to Pilate and Herod early morning where he would also smite and abuse the Lord. And by early morning the next day, Jesus would be beaten and scourged mercilessly by the Roman soldiers. And He would be condemned to death and crucified on a cross. They had no idea what was fixing to happen to their shepherd. They're coming down the mountain singing psalms with Jesus. And this prophecy is going to be fulfilled. And this prophecy is actually a double fulfillment prophecy because it deals with the nation of Israel. What happened to the nation of Israel 40, 40 years later? They were scattered. They were scattered. It wasn't until 1948 that they returned. And they'll continue to return. And Shepherd will continue to draw them. And we know that Jesus as the shepherd, He's the one who had oversight in protecting and leading and encouraging the disciples, guarding and guiding and feeding them. And that's my job as a shepherd here is to feed and lead you. And yet I can tell you that each one of us as we look at these Scriptures, we know that the, the sheep will be scattered. We know that, that, that failure is certainty. We know that this is biblically going to happen. It's in Scripture. But we also know it's not the final for us as a follower of Christ. Sadly for Judas it was because he never believed. And there are going to be people that reject God. All the way to the end. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 19, it says, They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain that they are all... All are not of us. You know, people will walk away from the church and the first question you ask is, were they saved? Did they ever believe is the question you need to ask. You'll have people that will come to church because mom and dad went to church. And so they attend for that purpose. And there's never been a real heart change. There's never been a, 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 an actual place of of surrendering all to Jesus. 
In Proverbs 24, 16, it says, For the righteous falls seven times and rises again. But the wicked stumble in times of calamity. Did you get that? The righteous falls seven times and rise again. What are we to do? To rise. To repent. And get back up. And that is the mark of a, of a follower of Christ. Is that they are righteous in the point that they are righteous in, in Jesus Christ and they stand up and repent. And it's funny when you look at Matthew chapter 26, verse 31, Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me. You'll fall away because of me. You'll be offended because of the relationship that you had with me. You'll be offended because they know you as my disciples. You'll scatter for that reason. And you'll try to put as much distance between you and me as you can. And this must have shocked them because they had already heard that somebody was going to betray Jesus. Matthew 14, 18, it says, And as they were reclining at the table, eating, Jesus said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. He's like, one of you are going to betray me, but all of you are going to desert me. You're all going to leave. And here they are arguing at the Passover. And what are they arguing about? In Luke chapter 22, verse 24, a dispute also arose among them as, they, as to which of them was to be regarded as, regarded as the greatest. They're arguing before the Passover, hey, I'm going to be the greatest. That's prideful. And little do they know, by the end of the night, they're going to be scattered. That quickly. And it's a reminder to you that you can fall just like David that quickly. David was supposed to be at war. What happened to David? He started, I'm going to hang back. I'm not going to war. And then he goes out to his, his, his little area that he has and he stares. And next thing you know, he falls into sin and deep into sin. And how quickly did that happen? Overnight. Overnight. We need to be careful. Because the enemy will come to sift you. Just like he tried to do Peter. And we know that this prophecy was fulfilled because we know in Mark chapter four, 14, verse 50, and it says, and they all left him and fled. In Proverbs 13, 15, it says, good sense wins favor but the way of the treacherous is their ruin. Failure is certainty because the enemy will always come after you. But you need to be prepared for the day that sin comes knocking at your door. In Luke chapter 22, in verse 31, it says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. 
And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Do you see that, that Jesus doesn't use Peter? Jesus renamed him what? Peter. But what name does he go by? The old Peter. Simon, Simon. It's like Satan's coming after you. Now I'm going to pray that your faith may not fail. <laughs> but it's going to. Because it says, and, and when you turned again, strengthen your brothers. And we're going to find out that Jesus is setting things up for them as well to make sure that they can be restored. He does that for us. Let me tell you, Satan comes to deceive you and draw you into sin. It can even happen in the chaos of a morning on the way to church. Things can get hectic and Satan's at work. It's going to happen. But you need to understand that Jesus is praying and interceding for you. As a believer of Christ, you need to know that. That's a foundational thing that you need to remember. Look, I, we, we all have people in our lives that we would love to come, to come back to faith or come to know Christ. But we can trust that God is interceding for, him, for, for you as you're praying for them. That God is moving and trying to move them into a right relation or to draw them back to Him. In Romans chapter 8, verse 34, it says, Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died more than that, who has raised us at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Thinking that Jesus is here at this moment today as we worship, as we're in the Word. See, Jesus has defeated death and He intercedes for our lives. He's defeated sin. In Romans chapter 8, verse 35, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall, and, and this is important because I know a lot of people get into this thing of I can lose my faith. I, you know, if, if you've given your heart to Christ and you've surrendered all and you've repented and you asked Christ into your heart, you're His. You're, you're covered by the blood of Christ. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. You're His. And I love what Romans 8.35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? All, all of us will fail, but not Jesus. That's why you read the, the, the Proverbs. Seven times they rise up. I have to ask you this question. I'm sure that you probably know someone that maybe have scattered from Christ. Maybe even scattered from the church during COVID. What was it that caused them to scatter? Was it persecution? Death? Illness? Politics? Social justice stuff? Look, Jesus told you that you were going to have trials in your life. That's not a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise to us. In John 16, verses 31 and 33, it says, Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you are all scattered, will be scattered, each to his own home, 
and will and will lead me alone. Yet I am not I'm not alone, for the Father is with me. I have these things said to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I believe that Jesus will give us direction as well and Luke chapter 9, verse 23, the thing that we need to be focused on every day is not the news. Turn that off. If, you're, if, if social networks are stressing you out, turn them off. Right? He, he, the, the main focus for us is, and he said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and what? Follow me. Die daily. And follow him. He didn't ask you to follow the news. He didn't ask you to follow the social networks. He asked you to follow Him. So when the trials come, He told you, hey, they're going to come. And I've overcome the world. We see things lining up as we see the third temple getting ready to be built. And we're seeing all the information that's coming out. And everything's moving to a one world order and all that stuff. But He's overcome the world. And it's not like he tried to hide it from you that things were going to get tough. He told you in Luke chapter 9, verse 57, he says, As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. You could be homeless. Verse 59, he said to another, he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go bury my father. And Jesus said to, to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. I know that sounds harsh, right? But it was, there are some things that you read on that, whether or not his father was actually dead or not. He was waiting for his inheritance. He's like, I got to bury my dad, then I'll have my money, then I'll go with you. Right? In verse 61, he says, Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at home. And Jesus said to him, No one puts his hands to the plow and looks back as fit for the kingdom of God. Can I tell you that there are going to be, as you plow, there are going to be rocks that will cause you to stumble. You'll be plowing. Now, I remember the old plows with the horse. <laughs> Not these John Deere things that y'all have, right? But the old plows. My grandfather used to have the old plow with the horse. And, man, if you took your eyes off, you're, you're, you'd be fired. He'd tell you, just go back in the house. You, you can't do this. Because at the end of the day, the line's got to be straight. But you know what? Every now and then, you'd hit a rock. And it trip you up. That's what sin is. You get angry with somebody. You say something you shouldn't say. You trip up. Are you going to repent and rise? And put your hands back on the plow? Because a lot of times when you trip up, you lose, the, you lose your hands off the, the plow. You can hit some big rocks. They'll knock you right over. In 
But as for us, I love this because we, we get the bad news of, hey, y'all are all going to scatter. But then we have the good news that Jesus gives us. He says in verse 28, But after I raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. So he's not only telling them, hey, look, there's going to be the resurrection. I'm going to defeat death. I'm going to go. But I'm going to meet you in Galilee. Now they forget this. They absolutely forget this. But an angel, after he's been resurrected and defeated death, an angel uh, in Mark chapter 16, verse 6 and 7, it says, And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, uh, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell the disciples, and I love this, and Peter. And Peter. That he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Hey, remember Jesus told you he's going he's to be resurrected. He's going to be raised up. And then he told you what? Go to Galilee. And the angels reminding them of that. And can you imagine in their heart as the, she the shepherd is gathering the sheep back after the resurrection? Because he has instructions for them. Ready to send them out with the Holy Spirit. He hasn't given up on them. Just like he won't give up on us. Our second point, a prideful response. We see Peter in verse 29. And Peter said to them, even though they all fall away, I will not. Now, a lot of times we can read this scripture. I want to make sure you get this. You read about pride and you go, man, yeah, that's, that's pride. Very simplistic, right? It's a lot harder to deal with when you're deal with, dealing with it in your own life. It's a lot easier to go, man, that Peter. Oh, that Peter. Right? Oh, man. It's, it's easy, right? But do you want, I want you to understand something. Peter is, is telling Jesus, the Messiah, fully God, fully man, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. That's not how this is going to happen. And some of y'all do the same thing. No, Lord, this is not what I, I planned. I, this was what's going to happen, and that's not what the Lord has planned. And it's wrong. Because if God's sending you in one direction, you need to be obedient to that direction He's sending you. God is telling you not only, hey, it's, it's the Messiah that's telling you that you're going to be scattered. But, here's the second problem. Oh, Lord, you're not just wrong. But your Bible, your Scripture, is wrong. He's reading from Zechariah. It's a prophecy that has to happen. And he's telling the Lord, not actually, you're not just wrong. But the word of God is wrong as well. We need to be careful with that. And then he says, and they will all fall away. This is pride. Right there. Oh, those other disciples. <laughs> Not me, Lord. I'm good. Me and you are going to roll right on in. We got you. They may disappear, but I'll be right here with you. And that's why he said Satan has come to sift you like wheat. 
because sin has now come knocking at your door. In Proverbs 28, verse 26, it says, He who trusts his own heart is a fool, but whoever walks wisely will be delivered. Did y'all catch that? He who trusts his own heart is a fool. I don't know why it had to be a he. Because as men that most of the time, we step out without direction and we're trusting our own heart instead of trusting what God is leading us to do in our heart. I would like to thank you for taking time to listen to our broadcast. This is uh, Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. If you're someone like me who is, uh, listens to a lot of podcasts, you can also listen to us on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Audible, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, just type in Calvary Chapel uh, Divine and you'll, you'll be able to track us down. And lastly, I just wanted to invite you out to church. Uh, we are a casual church that meets in a non-traditional building, uh, meaning that we meet at the VFW 3966 on West College Avenue, big white building right next to the the post office. Uh, If you want to get more information about our church, if you need to ask uh, some questions or you even need prayer, just go to calvarydivine.org. And uh, we want to thank you again just for listening to this broadcast of Calvary Chapel Divine Texas, Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. God bless you. Have a good one.